Welcome, welcome, welcome to Cleaning Business Life, where you can have profit strategies for growth. My name is Shannon Miller, and I am your host. I'm also a cleaning business owner here in the great state of Arizona. It's called made-broker.com. Please check it out. I'm also CEO of Clean Freaks University, where I teach others how to run the back end of their cleaning business instead of being run over by it. And my co-host is Kimberly Gonzalez, inventor extraordinaire of Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products. Kim, take it away. Shannon just got back from a vacation, but I don't know. You might need another vacation after that vacation. (laughs) You know, we can handle it. But today we are going to talk and discuss about the dirt code. Um, I think in dirty, dirty, am I dirty? What's dirty? Well, we're going to tell you some dirty deeds on the dirt code. Shannon, do you want to give some, get started on the dirt code? Yeah. Are you feeling a little dirty? I know I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, you know, there is a lot of, um, grace that we have to give clients. Um, sometimes we walk into situations that are just unlivable. Sometimes we walk into situations where the homeowner is going through, um, I don't want to say a psychotic moment, but a, a mental, they're having a mental issue is the polite way of saying what's going on. Yep. Um, sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's anxiety. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that affects a lot of people. And um, the dirt code was basically invented to talk code um, about a client in, in in front of them as politely as you can so that no one has their feelings hurt. Because this isn't, for, thank God people live in their homes or we would not have jobs, right? Exactly. It, it's just a pol- <laughs> It's a polite way of being able to talk about a home without them feeling that we're being judgmental. Um, no one likes to be judged and we get ourselves into pickles all the time. So um, that's why the dirt code was invented. I wish I was the um, brainchild behind it. I've just taken it and, you know, pushed it to another level. You can take it and you can push it to another level, use it with your crew. Um, it's a great way to gauge what's going on with the situation in a client's home. I agree. It's, I've walked into several situations and even when I was first started off as a solo cleaner and I would take notes and I would have my own system because I didn't know about the dirt code back then, you know, and I think my dirt code was a little bit different than what you did at that time. Um, but I would always do like just different notes or do an asterisk along, you know, my little notepad, you know, when I did do in-home things when I first got started. And then as I got, um, busier with employees, we did have to come up with a system because you do not want to, what is the word for it? You don't want to like, just, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to say the wrong thing because they have ears when they're in their house, you know, and I always tell everybody that. And I tell my employees that I'm like, never, ever talk about your clients in their own home because of cameras, everything. So yeah, we had our own dirt cord code system because we ran into a couple of places where it was just, it was scary and it was sad. My heart just broke for these people that, you know, they were dealing with stuff. You know, one of them was a lady that had, um, was getting cancer treatments. And I just, I had her for a client for three years and I just loved up on her. And I knew that her situation wasn't ideal. And once she was cancer free, her house just started looking amazing again and back to where it was. So there's different seasons I think that people go through and that's where we come on with our superhero capes and we need to wear them proudly because that is our job. We go in there to help and not judge. Exactly. I was laughing because I was thinking of 
all kinds of things in my mind about there was a reel that I did and it was an explanation of an employee making a very loud remark way back when, when I did training inside someone's bathroom and like, you know, there's that, oh, you want me to stick my hand in the toilet? Yeah. I want you to glove up and stick your hand in the toilet or, oh my God, I can't believe it's this dirty. And you're like, please don't talk about the client inside <laughs> their home. So there's the, uh, there's a certain amount of decorum that is required um, obviously you don't want to make exclamations out loud and that's the invention of the dirt code. So, um, the dirt code is a really basic scale. It goes from one to 10. So one is like, do you really live here? <laughs> do you live here full time? Had a couple <laughs> right? of clients like that. You're going around and you're like looking, you're looking for dirt. You're running your fingers along things. You're not seeing any Get dirt. the white glove like, on. Right. And you can, and you're just like, you guys both live here, right? With your dog. <laughs> There's those houses. And I love those houses because it's like a, it's a competition with yourself. Or if you have a teammate and you're look you're looking for dirt. I bet you, I can find more dirt than you can. Right. And it becomes this whole dynamic. And then there's Inspector gadget houses, at its finest. Right. And then there's other homes that are like fives and sevens who like that you could tell they've, they live in the home. They, they, they live in the home all over the home. <laughs> right. And then and most, most homeowners at my house is like that. Every time I could have my house hit twice a week and it would still be a five or a seven. Yep. <laughs> and then there's other homes that are tens um, who's, you know, the homeowner didn't know any better, or maybe they just didn't understand what you were asking them. And then they say that their home is a five or a seven, which is the normal for America. And it's actually an 11 or a 15. So at that point, you have to decide if you're going to go up that high, right? Because the normal dirt code is only one through 10, right? So when you have your cleaning tech on the phone, because we don't, I don't look at any jobs. Everything that we take on is sight unseen. So it is up to the cleaning tech to decide um, how bad is it? So, and they learn that with you walking through with them. They learn it by experience they learn it pretty quick. So if they tell you it's a three or four and in actuality, it's a seven, well, seven's going to take longer to clean than the three or four, right? And then definitely a 10, a 10 usually means that you have to have a teammate because I only work solo um, or two teammates. (laughs) You got to look at your schedule and say, can I accommodate two teammates on this job or do I have to pull off the job, charge them the deposit and then come back? on another day when I have two other teammates that I can pull from, right? So there's this interesting dynamic that happens um, with that. Kim, what was yours? Um, well, I was going to ask you too, is like for you, what was your favorite like code, like so that you like to clean or have your employees like to clean? I know my employees love to do like the whole between five to seven because they like right. to feel accomplished. I know when we went into homes and it was like a one or two, they'd walk out and they feel like they just, you know, didn't do anything. Like they felt unaccomplished. So what was yours? I have to ask. Cause I'm curious. I, I think back to when I was cleaning, I love one to twos because I'm like, you want to pay me to clean this? <laughs> like, No problem. Right. It'd be easy, easy. Peasy. Right? I'm like, yeah, I can listen to a podcast. I can do this or a book or whatever. Um, I think as far as a five to seven, it does offer more of a satisfaction, right? There's sense of accomplishment. Um, so I have one person who's um, been with me for a while and she only likes three to four. So she likes, she doesn't like large houses. She only likes small houses. And and I'll ask the, you can ask your homeowner when you've got them on the phone. Hey, what do you think your house falls under? 
Is it, you know, is it a seven or, and most of the time they're honest with you. And other times you're like, hmm. We'll be back after a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. I know we would use like whenever I would talk to them I would say does you feel like your house has lots of like I always say like you know little love lots of love and an extra lot of love so that's how I would always say it yes like extra love and do you need some extra love in today I'm like does your house need some extra love in today and she go oh yeah we need lots of extra love and so I would always use that as my term so it'd be like a little love in a lot of loving or a lot of extra loving. So that was like our code. Like we didn't do the numbers, but I always said a lot of loving because I think for that, for me and for my employees and for the people, like they just thought that was cute. Like, wow, my house does need some love, you know? So I don't know. That's how I always did it. And you are giving yourself love by having your home professionally cleaned. Let me say that again. You are giving yourself love by having your home professionally cleaned. (laughs) I can't wait for mine next week. (laughs) Oh yeah. Mine's way overdue. Um, so, so there is that dynamic of extra love. And then that way you can kind of scale and gauge what, how your labor hours are going to work out. Cause yep. this all comes down to time and money, right? So when you're figuring out your labor hours for the job, we all know that national production rates for a professional cleaner is around five to 600 square feet per hour. So in case you didn't yep. know, there you go. Um, so you're going to be able to bill in what you think, how many hours is you can give them not an approximate. Cause I never teach anyone to give an approximate estimate. Uh-uh but a range so that you have some grace should it be when you start to dig and like, especially a lot of homes I'm in Arizona and we have dirt everywhere. And a lot of homes are either the red clay um, dirt or they're, Mm -hmm. they're they're not the black floors, but they're kind of the brown tones. And believe it or not, that hides a lot of dirt. So when you start to pull that Mm -hmm. off, you're like, Oh, this is not a three or four. It's a seven. right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Cause I used to live in Tucson and it's like, everything is Brown. The furniture is Brown. The houses are Brown. <laughs> and here it's just different. It's like our dust and dirt is like, we live on farms, like everywhere around us is farmland. So we get a lot of the farm, like dirt, dirt kind of stuff. And right. it's yeah. Right now we're smelling cow smells. <laughs> I, it's scary I to open that. up the windows because it smells like cow poo. And I'm like, our whole house smells like cow poo. The cars smell like cow poo. So I'm like, yeah, this is not the season to keep windows open. So I'm like, but yeah, the, the dirt here is a little bit different. It's going to be dirt everywhere. I know red clay is common in Georgia. So, right. you know, I you're going to track that in. So yeah, you just know your level of where the dirt is going to be. And you don't honestly know, like you said, until you get in there and you start deep cleaning. So that right. range is so important to have. When you give an estimate, because you might get in there and you're like, oh man, yep, this is, this dirt's hiding good. Definitely. And and beware of clients who are always wanting a deep cleaning. And if they, it's fine if they do, but make sure that you're charging them. There's a huge yep. difference between regular maintenance cleaning and top to bottom deluxe cleaning, which is our deep cleaning. Um, and because then they're going to want a deep cleaning and then they're going to want extras, right? So it's a boundary line. And so that way, if you have established boundaries and systems and you have this dirt code in place, you can kind of estimate what it's going to take. 
Um, there legitimately have been times where I have walked in or they've called me over because I happen to be in that local area. And they're like, I need you to come see, look at this job. So I go over there and look, and then I'm like, you know, they've already started cleaning. And I'm like, this isn't going to be what we discuss, right? And before you go, oh my gosh, they already started cleaning. I'm like, I'm not going to stand around and have them get paid. I'd rather have them start and at least get something done. Yeah, and get exactly. <laughs> right? So <laughs> mental note, think about that. But there's legitimately in over a decade of business, I've only had one person throw me off the job. And it's and you, there's a delicacy that you can walk around with because a lot of people are on budgets in their minds yeah. they're on budgets until they see the results. And they're like, oh, my God, this um, is worth it. This is worth it. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so those, those are things to consider. So, yeah, legitimately, I've only had one individual throw me off the job. And um, he was an old I don't want to deter and say something unkind, but he was not a nice individual. <laughs> and um, he only wanted to pay cash. He had a lot of issues with how I did business. And I'm like, why am I here with this individual? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not at all. And he's arguing with me in front of like three other cleaning techs. <laughs> yep. I've only been kicked off one time too, I think. So it's not, that's not bad being kicked off one time. Right. And you have to remember too, I've done thousands of homes. Like mm-hmm. we've done over 7,000 move on, move out cleanings. We've done over 12,000 top to bottom deluxe cleanings. If you average how many homes we've done, I was calculating the other day, it's like 49 or 59,000 homes in a wow. decade of business. I've been in a third of the homes in my area. So, <laughs> so you know. It's a a lot of volume, right? So I have to ask Shannon. So have you ever done a move out clean and then somebody new moves in and then they move out and you ended up doing that same house like many, many, many years later? Mm -hmm. I've done that. Um, I've actually had a succession of homes. When they start to describe the address, I'll look it up in Jabra really fast. I'm like, oh, we've done this house already. And I don't say anything. And then, the, then they start to describe, I go, we've actually already been in your home. I walked this home and, and the last time it was um, professionally cleaned was here, at least by us, right? I, I never want to imply that they've never had it professionally cleaned because then they can get defensive. Like, yeah, you know, oh my goodness, how could you say that to me? But um, yeah, I've, I've been in some homes three or four times. And then there's areas in my immediate area, never cleaned a house in that area ever. Oh, wow. I did a so house. I that with you. Yeah, I I did a house. It was really cool. Like just a really, really neat experience. I cleaned um, commercial, like we did a commercial cleaning and I like doing this commercial cleaning. So I didn't have my employees do it because I just enjoyed doing it. And it was for a construction company. She owned a construction company and we would go in and like do the offices. Well, she's like, I just bought a new house. And I was like, okay. I'm like, she goes, I need to have it deep cleaned. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, I'm probably take you a couple of days you know, like she, she knows obviously because of construction cleaning. So she knows that kind of stuff takes a long time and she's remodeling her house. So I was doing a construction cleaning for her and her house. And I get to the, I pull up to the, the street and I was like, I've been here before. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've been in this house. So she was there and I was like, I think I've been here before. And she goes, really? I'm like, yeah, open up the pantry. There should be measurements of a kid's measurements there. She opens it up and there it is, the measurements of the kids. <laughs> I was like, it. I've been here before. And she goes, that is so cool. And she goes, now I don't even know if I want to paint over that. So That's it was just cool. neat, you know, to, to see that. And something too that you'd mentioned just a little bit that I thought was interesting too, is like, you know what you're going to be doing for your deep cleaning list. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was just talking, like I was on a group today, a cleaning group today. And one of the questions were, you know, do you clean inside the cabinets for deep cleans? And the answer is no, no, that is considered an a la carte, an extra, or you would do as a move out clean. Um, They need to pay you to remove all the items, either pay you or have them remove the items. And then you can clean, like vacuum it and wipe it down. But that is an a la carte. So just remember that when you guys are working on your deep cleaning list, that that is considered an a la carte item. We actually had that happen. We took on a older lady and I'm sure you guys have all might have seen the pictures of it. It's actually probably the worst house I've ever done. It was like a 22 out of a one out of a 10. So we walk Mm -hmm. in there. Um, I went with them because it was a special project. It's over the hill on the other side of, you know, in Cottonwood. And we walk in and it's nothing that she described. And she's trying to hustle for a lower price. She didn't want the walls washed. I'm like, this guy smoked in here, you know, for years. He was, he was a younger man and he um, ended up getting brain cancer and dying. And Mm. um, she, I guess, was his caregiver. So she let, he left the home to these two older ladies. um, And there, there was it was a weird, it was a weird layout. It was a weird setup. And then um, ultimately we came in there and she expected, she wanted us to pull out all of these pots and pans and it had not been cleaned in probably nine or 10 years oh it, for, for the same price. And I'm like, it's not happening. Um, And, and that was like a 17 or $1,800 cleaning. She got a deal on that. And that I didn't like the, the one picture of the refrigerator like you can see that there is still a whole layer, like two inches of dirt. I did not move the refrigerator because I was afraid of what else I was going to find in there. And I'm like, this isn't included because normally with water lines and stuff, but this refrigerator had someone had taken, like you could tell it had been through a hard life. They, someone had, you know, gorilla glued one of the po- um, produce drawers. Oh, no. It, so they could continue to pull it out. And I felt really bad. And, and it's, there was a lot of stuff going on there. And I was worried and concerned because the woman who was there before the second woman showed up and wanted to take over the property, um, she ate entirely organic. And I'm like, how did she prep any food in this kitchen? I was worried that we were going to wipe out her immune system because oh we removed gosh. all the dirt and bacteria. And then when I went back down, like six months later, I had to go get my mail or something in Sedona. And I drove down the street and the house was up for sale. So whatever arrangement that they had had, it didn't work out. Oh, wow. And um, they, I saw them, they had chopped off the back part of the house that we had cleaned because it was like a part brick. It looked like it had been an industrial or a commercial property huh. at one point, then been converted into a livable home somewhat because one of them was living in the converted garage. The other one was living and there was only like the one bathroom. <laughs> I'm trying to picture this in my head. So I'm like, right. there was a second bathroom, but it had um, some of the old fixtures from like the forties. And he had, it was clearly a grow room, right. For him. This is before it became legal to have marijuana in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting, I'm, I know I'm off track here, but there it's interesting to see the stories behind the stories and why they get to in the position mm-hmm. they're in. But yeah, they, the, the two of them were no longer roommates. I don't know if, um, the one woman who was living in the garage, converted garage, if she ended up just jumping ship, if she had family, I never found out what happened, but I was always curious um, to what degree people will live in. And I was concerned. Mm-hmm. They had a fish tank. It was like partially full and I, they were huge, huge goldfish. They've been there for years. <laughs> like what happened to the fish? I know I was thinking about that too, for the dirt code. Like there was a lady that we cleaned and when I went in and it was just like semi horror situation. 
And it's just, you have to be really gentle for those situations and how you're going to clean. And she flat out told me, she's like, don't worry about moving anything. Like just, if you could just dust around the things and like, you know, so she knew, like she knew where she was at for that. And, you know, I don't, obviously I don't clean homes very often anymore. I do it once in a while as a special thing, like a special treat for people. Um, but I often wonder about her. I think about her, you know, where she's at now and what she's doing and, you know, it's, it's interesting, like you said, to go think back of these houses that, you know, were done for the dirt code that were bad and kind of where they are now. It's kind of, you know, I don't know, my heart just kind of aches for those people. It was, that house will always have made an impression on me. It, it's like they had no trash can space. It was humid. They only had a swamp cooler. Mm. It we had nicotine on it. So we had to wear long gloves. I mean, when we got there and I looked at their faces, because we all drove over the hill, <laughs> this house they turned and looked at me and like you're not leaving I'm like no I was intending on at least supervising they're like no you're gonna help us clean <laughs> so I know you have to be careful and you have to be careful about your facial expressions when right. you walk to the house so when y'all you guys are walking in the house just so you know I want you guys to practice your face before you walk in <laughs> breathe in breathe out and you're gonna have a straight face and you're gonna smile and you're gonna be loving do not show any other expression like Oh my God, like this is a madhouse. This is scary. No, don't make that face. Right. And I don't have a good poker face. You can, you can read me right away. I'm really easy and pretty transparent. <laughs> and so they're like, I go, I have to run over around the back. I think it was ACE or true value. And I'm like grabbing all these supplies. Cause we didn't bring, even though we brought full kits, we still didn't have enough chemicals enough. to bring it all up. And I had to buy them all long gloves. It's not something they normally carry. <laughs> And then all the rags I had, thankfully I had brought enough rags. So we had, you know, we all just used the rags I had in my vehicle. I mean, it was, it was a while, that was a doozy. And it was just like, <laughs> you're not leaving us, are you? <laughs> Don't leave us, please. Oh, if you're a good boss, you would not leave them. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go have some coffee with my girlfriend. I'll be back in a little while. Right. Um, yeah. But that was, that was a long time ago for sure. Um, so yeah, that's what the dirt cuts for. That way you can, um, Start to yep. talk about your clients in front of them without hurting their feelings. Is the, the just secret code in the in the secret dirt code, right? Um, I learned that the old fashioned way about talking about clients. That's why we, when you go in my jobber, everything is done by address. Um, I was in the Chino Valley Safeway. For those of you who live local, you know exactly what I'm talking about because there's only one Safeway <laughs> in the whole area over there. And I was talking to my mom about somebody, and I happened to use their name. And the person on the next aisle heard me because they knew the person I was talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Shannon. Ass lit on fire. So Ooh. yeah, you guys, that's why, that's why everything is. And then I was like, oh yeah, we need to come up with something better. <laughs> oh my gosh. So because you if guys... you talk about their addresses, you don't know, there's no timeline to address, right? It's not personal. You could be talking about exactly. that address from like three or four years ago, not immediately like last week. But if you talk about someone's name, that's fresh. <laughs> yep, exactly. You never knew who's listening, especially when us, like we're in a small town, you know, so it's right. like, nope, don't. Yep. So do you guys feel any different? Do you guys feel a little more dirty? <laughs> Definitely. It's uh, it's an down and dirty. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm dirty. Are you dirty? But yeah, <laughs> use the dirt code to your advantage. So that way you can have your cleaning packs, especially if you don't go to the job. I, um, when you're new, I often recommend that you do it in person. You have more of a probability of closing. But when you get large Burn and you start in. to cover yeah. larger areas, because I cover the whole state now, 99% of all the jobs that we do are sight unseen. 
So you have to be have a way to talk code um, to your cleaning tech. On, what is it on a, a scale of one to 10? Is it a seven? Is it an eight? Is it a nine? Is it a, yeah. oh my God, I need you to come look at this or shoot me some video. It needs so much love. Like <laughs> it needs an abundance of love. Right. You just never know where you're going to walk into because there's promises made and there's promises kept. Right. And then there's promises that are made and they're <clears throat> never kept. And you're like, this has 35 loads of dishes. Yep. <laughs> and there's like 15 people living there instead of the two they said. <laughs> so Yeah. So practice it today. Practice it this week. You know, when you guys are going to do estimates and you're still learning, you know, go in and practice the dirt code. Definitely. We'd love to hear back from you guys about your experience, you know, email us, send us messages, Shannon, you know, send us messages through, you know, messenger, either to Shannon or I, we'd love to hear your feedback on, you know, how it went. And, you know, we'd love definitely to definitely don't it. gossip about people in Safeway. <laughs> that and don't gossip about people in their own house. Oh, no, that's cameras. awful. <laughs> have cameras everywhere you look, there's cameras and you don't know. I always tell my employees, always expect a camera. I said it could be hidden. Just always expect a camera because you just never know. Even if they don't have cameras, expect a camera. I used to tell them, and this is probably not appropriate to mention. I go, there's cameras in this home. This is way, way back when. So if you've got a butt scratch, make sure you're exaggerated. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you got to adjust those panties, just make sure that you're picking really hard so they can get a good example. I'm of dancing, dancing, ooh, dancing. <laughs> Then that was kind of crass, but that's the reality of having cameras in your home. Yep, anyway, exactly. I um, I think that pretty much covers the gamut of the jerk code. Yep, I agree. And Definitely. I hope you guys had a good show today. This is a little like a little less of a show today, but the dirt code is just plain and simple and right to the point. Definitely. Like, so. And we would love if you reached out. You guys take care. Okay, have a good, a good afternoon, <laughs> morning. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cleaning Business Life is sponsored by Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products. That's P-U-R-E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N dot com. Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products.